Hey everyone, welcome back. This is Catching Up with the Nerds with your hosts, Tom and JC. This is a podcast about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff they missed, sharing how we pass on our, ner- our nerdy passions to our kids, and deep diving into nerd pop culture to make it more accessible for you. Welcome back, guys. Hey, Tom, how's it going, man? Hey, JC, how are you, man? <laughs> should, we, should we introduce each other? Yeah, go on. Um, should I start for once? Because you always start. Yeah, go for it. All right. So my name is Tom. Um, I, as you may hear, it's a French national who's moved to the UK about 20 years ago. Uh, I am married to a nice Spanish lady named Liz, and I've got two kids. I, the eldest is 11 now, and she's called Emily. And the youngest one, who is almost four, turning four in March, is named Louis. Uh, I'm trying to get them to go into everything nerdy. So that's why we've recorded those podcasts. And I uh, hope you'll love it. What about you, JC? Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is uh, Juan Carlos Garay. Everybody calls me JC. I'm originally from Honduras, uh, married to a lovely lady named Fiorella. And uh, we've got two kiddos, one that is also 11 years old called Aiden and one that is five-year-old called Arabelle. And uh, my my thing is always like, I love my graphic novels. Uh, I'm into all sorts of like nerdy series and movies and occasionally dabble in the world of video gaming. Oh man, I just realized I forgot to say what I like. Uh, so I'm going to do that right now. Um, Go for it, man. I'm, I'm massively into video games, uh, anything that is new or old. So retro gaming also. Um, yeah. I love everything Batman. I love everything Marvel and uh, a little bit of uh, manga, you know, anime and stuff like that from the time to times um and nothing too much star wars related so i think that's what we hear today jc <laughs> yeah yeah today's episode is about the mandalorian man how, how, what are your thoughts about the mandalorian tom oh, yeah. right. so <laughs> mandalorians right um i guess i guess as i mentioned before like I, i've watched every single star wars film uh i've seen them all a couple times and i've never been massively into the entire universe so um my knowledge in anything that has to do with jedis and the force and whatever is extremely limited to just my knowledge of the films so i've have watched two episodes two and a half maybe episodes of the mandalorian and um i've can't say i've really 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 um got into it so I think today, JC, you're here to sell me on, on the yes. Mandalorian and get me to watch it. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 not a huge, massive fan. I think the Star Wars universe is cool, you know, lightsabers and and the Force. These are cool things, um, and I like the fact that they uh, dabble a little bit with um, religious themes and stuff like that. So it's like you know, you can always sort of uh, go deeper into that someday. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to, to, uh, to get into the Mandalorians. I've heard good things about it. I've heard mixed <laughs> reviews of, of it. But um, I am today. I'm, I'll be the audience, and I'm gonna try to pretend that JC works for Disney and is gonna try and sell me on being one more, <laughs> one more member of the audience. Dude, um, I so- wish that Disney was paying me for this because <laughs> I'm about to give <laughs> Wait, them so so much marketing that one day clearly one day yeah well and they have so much money dude that they don't need this marketing but i i I have to be honest i do love the show so so let's start with a start let's start at the beginning um what is the mandalorian what is the mandalorian what is it it's like it's like it's mandalorian is not a show tom it's a it's a state of mind okay it's a it's a way of living and this is the way that (laughs) <laughs> that is uh my one star wars pun i will open one now uh so so the mandalorian is well not the first star wars show it is i believe the first star wars live action show and please anybody that knows otherwise please feel free to correct me in the comments um but uh for anybody that's new to just the star wars world as a whole there's basically nine star wars movies Episode four, five, and six are like classic Star Wars movies that if you haven't watched, everybody's always telling you, you should watch them one day. Uh, Basically, those are like the classic ones where like everybody got like, Luke, I am your father. And like Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, all that stuff, right? 
those so came four, out five and, four five and six they're the ones that came out in 70s big early 80s right yes exactly um there's ones if you're sort of our age you would have been massively into um then we're in the 90s we got uh late 90s actually we got the star wars prequels which basically it was george lucas going back and saying hey like, you know, all that stuff, that really cool stuff that happened. There's a bunch of stuff that happened before then that led to this. And unfortunately, those didn't land as well <laughs> as the other ones. Um, so these are considered to be one, two, and three. Yes, that's one, right. two, and three. So then after those, they wait years and years and years. And in the mid-2000s, was it 2010? Possibly, yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe in the early 2000s, uh, we get the new Star Wars, right? get with Force Awakens that gets picked up by J.J. Abrams. Uh, and that like reintroduces the Star Wars world to like a whole generation. And that, that's a whole other episode talking about what went well and what went wrong with those movies. But overall, those movies are like seen as generally positive, like much better than the prequels and are super fun to watch. And, and for most people, that might even be your introduction to Star Wars. Yeah. So why does this matter? Because The Mandalorian is a Star Wars show that takes place between episode six, The Return of the Jedi, and episode seven, The Force Awakens. And that's important because in The, in the Return of the Jedi, it kind of wrapped up that, that first trilogy really neatly where like Darth Vader's defeated, spoiler alert for like a 30-year-old movie, um, <laughs> and, and Emperor, yeah. Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine is quote-unquote dead. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. So the the we, we're going through a period where the rebels are now trying to like bring the universe back together and create so like the rebel alliance and the federation and stuff like that. And the empire is more like on the run and trying to rebuild because we know they come back for Force Awakens, right? So it's like that in between bit. And the reason why this is interesting because in be that in that in between moment you get in the Star Wars world, it makes sense that there will be a lot of like things happening where people are taking advantage or doing stuff between the Rebel Alliance and the Empire. They're not either one. They're not rebels and they're not part of the Empire. They're just like people, and that's basically the premise of the show. It's so a it's, dude. It's it's, it's you, yeah. you would see it. it let's say in a, if it was based in the real world and there was a, um, a very tense political situation in between two governments, this is there's always a sort of vacuum that gets created where people are neither for one side or the other, but they take, they would take um, sort of, um, they would enjoy certain freedoms and they would try to um, take, you know, enjoy the situation knowing that there's maybe a lot less of uh, control from anyone and, uh, maybe fat in their pockets, you know. That's <laughs> all, exactly that. That's exactly it. Stuff, right? Yep. Um, that that's the, uh, spot on. Yeah. All right. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but yeah, no. That that that's exactly it, dude. Yeah. It, it, it's like you see a lot of approaches. Like people are taking advantage of the situation throughout the show, right? Um, they're neither, so the, neither good or bad, and neither for the force or the rebels or whatever. They correct. they will go to the the, the highest bidding. Um, or the, the you know the side that would pay them well we've seen that in exactly right. so hence it kind of makes sense that the, that the protagonist of the show is a bounty hunter right yeah. a person that has no allegiances and the reason why this one's a big deal is because we actually have seen mandalorian bounty hunters before there's there's been bounty hunters in in the series uh, throughout but there was one particularly famous one called bubba fett if you ever watched the original series and that bounty hunter was the one to track down han solo put him into carbonite and hence basically set up the third movie, A Return of the Jedi. Um, but we see him get the, the Bubba Fett, and in the, in the, really in the first 20 minutes of that movie, we see him get dropped into a hole that has this gigantic monster that just like eats people. And and that's it. it. And that's the end. And that was at and the Bubba Fett for the series. And we're done. And he had like a super cool ship. And we got introduced in like uh, the Empire Strikes Back and stuff. So everybody, he had this kind of like cult following, but that was the end of his story. Mm -hmm. uh, the Mandalorian is, we come to realize that the reason why this is important is because the Mandalorian is part of almost like the same religion as Bubba Fett. 
and whether it's truly a religion or a lifestyle or yeah, like a, a, a way of thoughts or you know or yeah. a philosophy a philosophy is, i think that's the word yeah yeah, it's still not totally clear, but there's definitely like things that they have to do. It's like, yeah. it's like going to church on Sunday is like they have their equivalent, right? Of like these do- like dogmatic things they have to follow. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the premise. It's like this bounty hunter uh, is in this world that has this like super cool helmet and and suit, and he's off running missions. And that but he's, and that's he's got no no he's not influenced by again stupid question but he, he's not influenced by the force and all that that sort of aspect of star wars right he's got no powers so to speak as as far as we know so far no um right. he, has he, he has he got knowledge of it is that something that's that sometimes mentioned so that's the part like it it feels like he didn't know necessarily that details of the force but it's made clear that the jedi who normally wield the force and the Mandalores go back a long time and they've been battling each other for like like eons. I don't know how yeah. long, like a long, long time they've been battling each other, right? Um, so then it, that's why it's like the fact that he's surprised sometimes when he sees the Force. I'm still not sure if he's entirely aware of it, um, but uh, but he's definitely aware of the Jedi to a certain degree. All right. So the reason why I'm, quite, I'm asking this is, uh, so I've watched, I think, maybe the first three, two and a half episodes. And yeah. I think I stopped when he picks up the the child. I think that's the name of the character. Um, the child. We won't then, spoil the actual name. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know what that is. So I, I won't spoil it for you. Yeah. Um, so, but then the the child does some magic tricks at some point, you know, with this, you know, moving stuff around. And I was yeah. like, and he he looked, um, not shocked. Well, you can't obviously you can't see his face, but like the way he reacts to it, is a bit like, oh, you know, he just lifted something like that like um so yeah. that's what one of the main questions that i had was oh I, like, is that is it known is the force something that we know about is it something that is known in his on his planet or maybe in his you know yeah um in his world i don't know it's yeah. it's one of the questions i was very interested in so to to, to take a, a a page from like clerks i think we were, we were talking about earlier yeah. in our in our, yeah. our warm-up um uh, the clerks has this great dialogue about just like a very mundane experience within the Star Wars world, which I think is like this awesome dialogue. And this is kind of similar in that if you think about Star Wars as a universe, if we're a real universe, there's only a few Jedi. There's like really a handful of Jedi. So the odds of any normal person ever experiencing the Force are actually super low. True. Most people would never be privy to the Force because it's not just like, it's not like the boys where like everybody's a superhero. It's like only yeah. a few people. And after, if you follow like kind of the first three movies, there's order, the, the, the infamous like order 66 that happens in, in the, the wrench of the Sith, where basically it's the order to kill all the Jedi. There's even less Jedi in the universe. So the odds <laughs> of you seeing it are pretty low. So, so that's why I, I like that the, the, the Mandalorian's reaction is very much like he doesn't know what to do with it yeah. because odds are that he's never been privy to anyone that has the force. So interesting, interesting. Yeah, okay. so that's kind of diving into like the, the episode. That's kind of think the only other thing in terms of like characters at this point that's worth mentioning that everybody like literally the whole world went nuts over what everybody's calling baby Yoda. Baby uh, Yoda. Because there's a character that looks like Yoda, who for anyone is not familiar, mm-hmm. characters introduced in the original original films that trained Luke, that was like the, the most senior ranking Jedi in those movies at that point, anyways. Um, and they, we know of Yoda that he's, he's in this planet where he's just sequestered, but not necessarily is his planet. Um, and we know that he has been a Jedi master for hundreds of years because they can live for like hundreds of years. Um, and it obviously has a force. So then when everybody saw this, that, that's why it, it's so important that this is between episode six and seven. Everybody thought, oh, wait, is this like a prequel? And that's just Yoda before he becomes Yoda, right? Is this just Yoda as a child? And then we find out it very much is not. It, this is someone else that's not Yoda. And whether he's related to Yoda or not, we don't know. I don't know if 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 Yoda put on some very white, found Mrs. Yoda and like little Yodas happened the, in a couple of months. Um, but uh, but he he is definitely not Yoda himself, uh, is what we do know. No spoilers. Thank you. No spoilers. <laughs> no, oh, and, so I think- and I think it's uh, yeah. No, no, I was, I was saying, I think you've set that up um, 
pretty well. I think we, we, we're now as yeah. I'm all warmed up, ready to move in or move on. Into okay, so your sell your, your sell pitch gone. I've got sell a, it to uh, me. <laughs> as as in um, as in most like um, uh, with those like infomercials, I've got like a five point plan for you, Tom. Like five Excellent. reasons that I, you should watch the Mandalorian. All right, I let's accept, go. I expected no less. Go on. <laughs> Reason number one, and we should have a theme yes. music break. Do, 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 do. Boom! All Fine, right. I'll put that in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the first one is uh, the side stories. Cool. Uh, the reason why I love the Mandalorian is because this is effectively a side story for just for Star Wars. And in Star Wars, all the stories are about like defeating the 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 Empire and like all these like main storylines, right? It's like it's like the Skywalkers with like Luke and then like Anakin, and then you find out about like what happens later with Ray and and Finn and all that stuff. And it's like all these like big characters. So this is like a side story that happens between the big moments. And what I like about that is that it allows you to explore the universe a bit more. Okay. In Star Wars, you never got it. Like you, you show up in a planet and it's like this really interesting planet with like pyramids and like jungles and stuff like that. And then you spend like half an hour there and then you're gone. And you never find out more about the planet. You never find out more about those characters that like help out in between. You're still focused on like the main characters of Star Wars. Because this is an, uh, uh, a series and it's about the side story, you get to know more characters and you get to know like the world and how people like feel about things. Like just like little things, like there's a star, there's a spaceship that's damaged and he has to show up at a place and have them fix the spaceship. Mm-hmm. And this the spaceship is so messed up that like it falls into the water and have to fish it out of the water and like reconstruct it. And of course, like the guy he gets to reconstruct it is like taking advantage of him and just like puts it together with like 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 tape or something. Mm-hmm. And then this yeah. the, the spaceship doesn't like fly right again. It's like you could never see that scene happening in a main Star Wars movie because there's like too much big plot stuff happening for anybody to care about how a spaceship is repaired. But you get those <laughs> moments here. So it feels like more of a real world that's like lived in. That, that's yeah, kind of my, that, my, my that's how I yeah. That, that's a good thing about having a TV series, right? You can you can literally take your time and go as you know as you know deep as you as much as you want really because the, the movies you have to have a, a pace to it. You have to concentrate on the main characters. Um, this this allows it to expands maybe and spend you know uh, one episode two episodes on 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 the side character you know the yeah. what's the one in is in force awakens or, or the one where they end up on this on this planet and there's a the bar owner or whatever that she's got this massive glasses and yeah. she, yes so yes i found the character that like super interesting and i was i wish there was some more time to be dedicated to her because she looks like she's got a lot of things to say and you know um, a couple of powers that could be interesting to to dive deeper into. Um, yes. So I don't know if could she be in the, in the Mandalorian? Man, I hope so, dude. Because she looks yeah. like she's one of those that's been around for a while and knows a lot. So I hope that because it it's it's the perfect timing for that. Because that character shows up, I believe, in Force Awakens. I believe so. Uh, yeah. Or is the Last Jedi? No, I believe it's Force Awakens. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, it's one of those characters you want to spend more time with in the same way that we did not want to spend more time with Jar Jar Binks. Um, we, we want to definitely spend like more time with like big eye lady. I'm going to call her cause I don't actually know her name right off the top of my head. Um, but it's imagine like then running into her and then she's got to help you on a mission to go get something. Yeah. And, and that something is like, like the classic, the thing doesn't matter. It's like, it's like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like the Ark yeah. never mattered in that movie. Uh, what mattered is the journey you go on, right? And in the journey, you get to know the character more. So through each episode, you get to know more and more about these characters and you get really attached to them, but there's no big plot. And that is the second point, right? So <laughs> stakes are lower. We're going to call this one. All right. uh, and it doesn't mean that there's meat on the floor. Uh, it's just this actual st- <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it just means that the plot isn't as built up. Sorry, do you need a moment after that one? That's a whole new low, isn't it? <laughs> yes. 
Oh, uh, fine. I'll, I'll allow you to continue. Allow you to continue. Let's pretend this never happened. We, we, we can still be friends. Sorry, dad jokes, man. They're gonna sure. happen. Sure. So, um, the plot of the Mandalorian is not about destroying the Death Star. It's not about taking down an empire. It's not about like defeating like this Lord Sith person or whatnot. Um, it's about like this dude that finds a kid and he's like, I guess I'll keep him. And then he starts to find out that like a bunch of people are after him. So he's like, oh, okay, I guess that's a problem. I need to get him back to somewhere. And then eventually those those situations build up to something bigger, but it's still not like the Mandalorian's about to take down the empire. Not even close. So it's funny um, you said that because that's exactly, that's sort of what I was expecting from yeah. the, the series i was ex- expecting something that would be you know he's he's going to grow country like he, he he's there to make money and you know with that comes um parts of you of because that's your job you you de-associate yourself from moral values right so you like there's no more right, right. and wrong it's like well you know what yes. i'm i'm grabbing this guy giving it to yes. that, you know i'm bringing it to that guy i'm getting my money i'm gone yeah. um and and somehow just that kind of um i was like ah, if it's just gonna be that for the entire series of him going to planet a bringing back something from planet a to planet b getting paid and then moving on to the next mission i just hope it's not that. i hope there's a there's a, an arc to the story where he's somehow taking um, not a side, but like growing a conscience, growing yeah. an opinion of, of of things that are happening around him. So I don't know if that's something we'll see. I mean, maybe that's against what one of the points that you're actually saying. You know, the stakes are lower. Maybe that's that's going against it. But maybe that's something we've we've grown. Uh, you know, I've I've grown to like that sort of thing when it's like in the, for example, the Avengers film when it's like yeah. you get little side things and then that amount to this big mission that's happening. Um, yeah. in the background so yeah uh, i just i just hope somehow you know the stakes are lower yeah cool like, i hope it, it it leads somewhere that it's going to be a big massive payoff somewhere and and that's what's happening in season two uh right. when i when i watched the first three episodes i kept thinking this is cool but i don't get it like i i, I, I it, it it took me a while to get it i i, I had to like yeah, I, 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 like full disclosure, it's it's because I had Disney Plus for free that I kept watching initially. And I was like, sure, it's like, there's nothing to do and it's episodic. Yeah. And I'm like, why not? Um, and and yeah, it's, it's like, it's something to do and it's only half an hour of my time. It's like, whatever. If it would have been like a full hour, I think I would have dropped it. Um, mm. and, um, and then it built and that's the cool part. But the stakes are still not empire level. Like there's which, definitely which fine, a, which a bigger purpose. Yeah, there's definitely a bigger which, purpose that starts coming through. As long as long as so, th- there's one scing that it's one scene I remember now from from the first two episodes, and it's like he gets something. I can't remember one of his mission he does, and then he brings it back to his planet, and then they build, like they have to fix his his um his like a shield or his armor or something. Yeah, it's like yeah, something yeah. that's broken, and then you spend like yeah. ten minutes looking at this woman, I guess. Just yep. um, forging something straight out of fire. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> what's, yeah. what's going on? So, and that that is a is a nice setup that gets paid off later, actually, because right. you realize why the armor is so important, and you realize why that has a bearing on the Jedi and the Mandalores, mm-hmm. uh, because it's like it, it why that that. I'm not going to try to spoil it because there's actually a really cool part about it, but why that material is so important in the Star Wars universe now, the the, okay. the Beskar armor, right? That comes back and it does, it, it, but it sets it up and it pays it off like, like eight episodes later. It's like, you got to really wait to see the payoff on that one, but it, it does pay off nicely. I guess, I guess I have to keep in mind that it's a TV series that things don't, you don't get a payoff right away. And sometimes you can wait for a couple of seasons before you get actually any answers or, um, yeah, like worst movies, you 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 see something happening maybe halfway through, and you you'll know you get a resolution for that. Um, you nailed it, dude. That that is the reason why I love the show. It's it's the absolute reason I love the show. It's like the movies had such high expectation. It's like especially like Rise of Sky. 
Skywalker, right? Like it's such a divisive movie. Same with Last Jedi. And like some fans love it, some fans don't. Some fans are trying to get one taken out of canon, like all this craziness and people have all these opinions. And the fact that the show starts so, well, I wouldn't say slow, but just feels so pedestrian, right? It's like, he's just going to a place to find a thing and take to another place to deliver that thing. It just, I think, well, at first I was annoyed by that. I realized that it set expectations really well, which was like, no, no guys, we're down here. Like, this is like super normal day-to-day stuff. So then when big things happen into Mandalorian, I found myself enjoying it. Yeah. I enjoy it more than the movies because I was like, oh yeah, it's like, is this show going to be like another show where it's like, he's doing a thing or like, are we going to get a big reveal? So when the big reveal lands, it just lands so good, dude. It's and, and, and it gets tied up. Yeah. No spoilers. It gets tied up really well. Like, each episode, you could finish that episode and almost like to, to a certain degree feel satisfied with the payoff mm. and then go on to the next one and, and not even have that payoff carry over to the next one and you still feel satisfied. So that's okay. that's kind of the thing that I'm really loving. They're doing it so, well. Move on to the next point, sir. Hit me. Next point. More characters. So uh, what I like about the what are the, the, the sub series is that it's bringing in characters from all over the dc sorry the the star wars universe um (laughs) uh, i think i was thinking dc there for a moment uh so because it actually does have parallels right so it's the ability to bring in characters that are not once again part of that main story uh, yeah. For fans that, or, or sorry, for, for fans of our podcast, if you're a fan yet, I think it's more casual listeners. Um, for anybody out there that's not aware of like the broader Star Wars universe, after the first three movies came out in the 70s, people have been making fan fiction for Star Wars books, novels, comics, um, uh, animated shows. There's been all sorts of stuff that's been happening. Like if you, if you, well, and even video games, right? Even the video games have advanced the, the Star Wars story in so many ways. So, and a lot of things, all of these things are considered canon, right? And once again, for anybody that, 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 that doesn't necessarily uh, follow uh, Star Wars, a canon just means the things that are approved by Lucasfilms as being part of the main story. Right. It's like, well, they're not part of the Star Wars, uh, sorry, the, the Skywalker saga. Uh, they are part of that. They're acknowledged as being in that universe and, and they're legit as opposed to like, I could go write something and it would never make it into the universe. Right. Um, we starting to see characters from all those areas, uh, which is super cool because they're characters that people have loved because they were able to be developed, not in the context of the Skywalkers. Right, it's because everything in the in the in the in the main movies is about like Leia and Luke and Anakin. Somehow it's about them, right? Um, And now these characters have been totally separate to them. While they might have interacted with those characters, uh, their story arc was not influenced by those characters. And that's what's really cool because then now they're coming back, and you can get to see more of those. And um, and this is the part that unfortunately I can't say too much about because it would be very spoilery. Um, But the there's two things happening one is that those characters are coming back showing up for like big reveals helping the plot progress but also expanding the plot to once again to raise the stakes a little bit uh but at the same time it's still about the mandalorian the child right and there's still a compliment to the mandalorian the child and that's been just absolutely so well done i i just want them to drop darth vader in there even though he's supposed to be dead. <laughs> at this point he is supposed to be very dead uh, so uh but if it could be like force ghost showing up ghost. and yeah and and i wouldn't mind that a, a good force ghost from the skywalkers i would not mind necessarily mm. but if like and this might be contentious, but if like if like Luke shows up, because this is very much the point where for for all the the, the uninitiated into the, the this middle place, Luke defeats or well defeats the the Empire to a certain degree with the help of his friends, um, but then afterwards when you see him show up afterwards in the in the new movies, he's been away like as a hermit sort of thing, like yeah. living by himself. What happens in that progress, which we find out in this movie, is that he creates his own Jedi Academy. Um, and then things go very badly with Kylo Ren, unfortunately. Um, but uh, but he goes through a process of like recruiting 
like the various Jedi and trying to like rebuild the temples and like uh, find all the old like Jedi scriptures and stuff like that. So this to a certain degree could tie into that moment, I feel. Um, And we might get like a a Luke showing up as my guess, but I honestly, funny enough, I actually don't want that. I, I would love if they referenced it or maybe he shows up for like a scene. And that's it. But if yeah. he becomes a part of it, I'd be kind of like not too too okay with it. Cause then it becomes about him again. I like, and I'm very invested in these characters. Uh, it's understandable. It's understandable. So shall we go to number four then? So absolutely go for it. Number four. How one of the things I absolutely, absolutely like, this is really big for me. I love how this is shot, like how it mm. looks. And the reason why is like, I personally think, and this there's a bunch of like YouTube essays you can see about this, but the original Star Wars movies are just not very cool to look at. Like the special effects for the time were groundbreaking and stuff like that. But in terms of like the 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 camera angles, how they transition from scenes, like the different shot styles and stuff like that, are super boring. It's like it's basically like a stationary camera that tends to like move sideways one or the other way that's it. You rarely get close-ups. You rarely get like really interesting angle shots, like Dutch angles or like, like just ways to make it look really artistic. You don't get that because it's such so much about plot, right? The new movies, the JJ Abrams movies uh, and Ryan Johnson, um, I think those are shot more interestingly in particular. I think that personally, I think I love how the last Jedi is shot. That's my favorite that and rogue one are my two, two star Wars movies that I like how they're shot the most. Because I think they have such interesting scenes that lean into like a different aesthetic. The Mandalorian is also shot in a very interesting way. Because once again, the first three episodes, at first you're like, oh, wow, that's like, like, I didn't see what they were doing. Like, I couldn't appreciate it yet. And then you begin to see how they're bringing in different directors. Um, And uh, one of the cool things, like they had Taika Waititi. Uh, actually uh, direct one of the episodes. So Taika Waititi did Jojo Rabbit. Uh, he's done oh, like, um, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, exactly. Like, no, 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 he didn't do Guardians. He did uh, Thor. Did Thor, uh, yep. Thor, the 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 good one. Um, <laughs> the good one. Yes, actually, yeah, you're right. Why am I blanking? Where he meets sorry. Hulk in that. In, in that yeah. planet, right? Guardians, um, Guardians of the Galaxy is James Gunn. What else? Yeah, that's James Gunn. Yeah. Well, because they've they've been basically the two best directors in Marvel, pretty much, I think. Yeah. Um, so so then so Taika Waititi like shot one of them. You can totally tell it's him. He voices one of the the robots that's now like an iconic robot in that series. Uh yeah, like I believe it's IG eleven. And he ah so good. Shows up for at least three scenes, but he like steals the show. And um and then and you get obviously John Favreau, who's a very talented director, and then uh, Dave Filoni, who basically directed all of the Star Wars Rebels and Clone Wars. And actually, that's something to touch on, that a lot of the big characters that people are excited about that are showing up in the show are from Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, okay. which are the, the two animated series that were on Disney XD, which start off as like series aimed at kids, but were picked up by adults because they start to like bring in like really interesting characters. Like Darth Maul comes Darth back Maul for there, those yeah. series. Yeah. yeah, you get the introduce, uh, introduction to Ahsoka, Kata- Ahsoka Tano, uh, to Bo-Katan, uh, uh, Bo-Katan is like another Mandalore. Ahsoka Tano is like one of like the 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 most like pretty much like the most badass female Jedi, uh, which like female Jedi's have been like super underrepresented, and she is like so badass. So people have been like looking for more development in her story for a long time. Um, so and and this honestly, the Mandalorian made me want to go watch those shows. It's just the time investment because there's like multiple seasons, a ton of episodes. But if you want to make the investment, they sound like they're well worth investing in. So go, going back to the look of it, looks um, so the production value looks like it's it's um, they, they, they spend the money on it, right? Um, it, it's funny because I keep going back to the Star Wars movie series, um, and you can see the the evolution. I, I think for the first three in the seventies and eighties one, like. The way it's shot, I think I'm, I'm more specifically um, talking about um, special effects, not not the way it's yeah. shot, not the way the way it looks, and the way maybe they use the, mm. the different pans and the way you know um, yeah. the the, yeah, the the cuts between two shots and stuff like that. Because, you know, there's a lot of those swipe right or swipe left or up and down, which looks completely iMovie. Yes. <laughs> um, so 
that that we we can forgive but like th- those those special effects in the 70s and 80s one that at the time were groundbreaking and they look really good still now to this day it looks yes. okay right um the yep. the latest one the force awakens and uh, the jj the abrams um versions like they look like the special effects looks amazing you know do you remember that that fight scene um between kylo ren and ray on on, on the ocean planet like they, they on this crashed uh, spaceship oh, and yeah. there's like massive waves around them i thought that was absolutely amazing um if the the ones that everyone's talking about is the, the 90s one which they look horrible now if you watch them they've they've not grown old well it's 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 just almost offensive to the eye when you watch them now it's it's the the oh, the cgi's are just absolute garbage um and, and, and the this, cgi was very yeah. much in that like uncanny valley yeah, where it's, it's like it's you that, could yeah. tell it was pro- the technology was progressing but it was at the wrong time where it was kind of like remember blade 2 and the vampires in Blade Two, and how they looked really weird, but it was groundbreaking for that time. Yeah, so, so it's, it's 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 the that period where uh, I always related to video games where the PS2 came out, and the PlayStation One came out. Like PlayStation One games at the time, you're like, "Wow, it's amazing! It looks beautiful." You look at them now, you just you start bleeding from your eyeballs because it's just it looks horrible. Um, yeah, it's the same, and and. I think the last point for me with the look of it is that I've, I've, I did watch the, is it a remastered versions of, of the old seventies? You know, like I think Lucas, mm-hmm. Lucas art re-released for yep. the Blu-rays or this, the DVDs, um, DVD box sets. They've yep. reworked the CGI for the old 1970s version. So episode two, um, three, four, five. And yep. uh, four, five, six. Yeah, oh, four, five, six. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and it's just like, it looks like they, they've on purpose spit on the films in the way look nice cgi look at i'm smudge it all over this and they've added some scenes where it looks uh, uh, you can tell that it's been added in it, look, it looks like they've added just a bunch of uh, monsters a bunch of new aliens in there and it's just oh um so i'm quite glad they've not done that with the mandalorians that they that, from what i've seen the first couple of episodes it's, it's really low-key on 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 the looks if you know what i mean it's really low-key yeah. on like it's if it looks real yeah do you know what i mean it looks it looks like it could be filmed on planet earth you know there's like characters with costumes and that's it and like there's a couple maybe um aliens if you want to call them that there. um and they look they look good they look they don't look like they've been overworked like in in yeah. four five six when it's just they went crazy um so i'm quite glad they went that way i'm quite glad they went that way one of, of my big problems with CGI, well, tell me, I love what CGI has become, but I still feel that C, big CGI battles, like what you always get in like the third act of every Marvel yeah. movie, yeah. takes you out of the moment. Like it, it feels less lived in once you're there. Um, a, a good example for me is like a movie that I felt like does a really good job of world building is like Black Panther. Does an amazing job of world, but where like it feels like a world that's lived in. You get to see details of the world that are really cool, and then the CGI battle at the end. I'm like, I I don't care for that battle at all. I think that it's totally unnecessary. I I would have loved to see them fight the last battle again at the waterfall, if I'm honest. Like something something like that. That waterfall felt more lived in than 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 that like underground train rail situation thing that like removed their i know they had to do it so they could remove their outfit and stuff like their power yeah. like i get that but they could have done it another way um so for me that's where cgi takes you out of it and that's where the mandalorian thing does a good job where like there's definitely cgi but it doesn't take you out of the moment as much i find um okay. whereas like i still feel you... yeah yeah it's like the right balance what they're doing but you can't tell until you've sat with the show for a while that 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 it's that thoughtful um and 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 knowing that uh, there's actually behind the scenes of it where like that show looks like it's been out on location all of it all of it is in a studio and oh, when it? you look at that show and think that the entire thing is in a studio it blows your mind dude because sometimes you can tell kind of it's a screen in the background but a lot of times you can't and it is bonkers when you look at it that they never went anywhere i really thought they went on location you know like they did for the films like when they went to morocco and um yeah yeah north africa oh yeah it was um i know because a buddy of mine used to tell um 
it's one of those North African countries. Tunisia. Tunisia. That's it. Yeah. I had a buddy from Tunisia who was telling me about how like, yeah, Star Wars was shot there. I'm like, oh, cool. We know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, no, when, when you look at, look at it and realize that, they didn't, that that's one of the reasons they were able to knock it out so quickly and yeah. didn't get delayed because of the pandemic is because they're all in a studio. So they could just create a bubble in the studio and just keep shooting. All makes sense. Um, Oh, yeah, so that's, that's a good thing. I'm quite surprised by it. Anyway, shout out yeah. to Tunisia where my mom was born and raised. Oh, um, nice. <laughs> right. I didn't know that, dude. Point? Cool. What, what's your next point, good sir? Moving on to point number five. It's going to be all about the extreme nerdiness behind the show, which is this is where everybody bust out your nerd hats. We're about to get Phil nerdy deep right now. Um, I love the inspirations for this show. All the reference that are built into the show are just super nice. And they've only gotten better as the show progresses. Once again, the first couple of episodes don't do this just as much as it should. Um, there's kind of like three main inspirations. There's a ton of them, but three that I find personally interesting for the show. The first is that the show is, is, is very much modeled around spaghetti westerns. And for anybody who doesn't know, it's like, it's basically when the Western genre, like we associate with like John Wayne and stuff like that was, was adopted by Italy. And they started to make a bunch of Westerns of their own. And, and it was like, they pumped out so many movies and it just got so experimental with the genre itself that they became their own genre. They became spaghetti Westerns. And the, one of the most famous ones are the ones made by Sergio Leone. And in particular, there's like the trilogy that's called the Man with No Name trilogy, which apparently he never meant it to be a trilogy, but it became a trilogy. And it starts with fistful of dollars, then for a few dollars more, and then the last one, which is the most well-known one, which is the good, the bad, and the ugly, yep. right? And that's the one that if you if you haven't watched it, you've at least heard that term from someone, and it's Clint Eastwood. And the memorable scene from that movie is the Mexican standoff, right? Which is like. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a three guys in a triangle, each pointing the gun at each other, meaning yeah. that as soon as someone pulls a trigger, we're all dead, right? Yeah. And they kind of, inter- like, I don't know if it, that was the first time that was done, but that made that movie really famous, right? Um, uh, if, if you haven't seen any, any, any single one of those movies, I'll allow you to post this and go watch them and then come back. Yeah. Yes, they, they're all excellent i've only watched uh the good the bad and the ugly but i definitely want to come back to watch the first two especially well, now that i watched mandalorian the the other two are, are great they, they they all they're all great i mean you just know there's the one bad apple in there so can't go wrong. awesome and and the through line while all of them have different plots the through line is a stranger shows up to a situation and the stranger has no name and and while in the mandalorian we eventually do find out the mandalorian's name and it's not that big of a reveal if i'm honest this is not don't a say big it. deal. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I won't say it. Because we also find the, the child's name, and I'm not going to say yeah. that either, because that, that is a big reveal. Um, but uh, but the point is, like, in most places where he shows up, he shows up very much anonymously. And this yeah. is where we get into, like, the Jedi, tra- like, sorry, the Mandalorian traditions. is like, he can't take his helmet off, like, at all. Like, he's not supposed to. I mean, he can physically do it, but he can't actually do it based on his, like, beliefs system uh okay. that he's supposed to always wear his armor uh, even when he that it, 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 so it's like little things like that that i love that they do because you, you ask yourself like so then how does he eat because it's like it's this helmet that's just huge right and then so you see scenes of him just like pulling up his helmet slightly but the point you can't see his face and just yeah. putting food into his mouth and then dropping it again and it's just those little moments you're like oh yeah that makes sense um, I'm glad that they're showing those like little mundane things. They're just like, all right, so that's a Mandalorian seat. And it, I don't know, for some reason, like that stuck in my head as like a memorable moment from the series, which is yeah. really funny, which shouldn't be. It really shouldn't be, but it was. It was. So a point being is that he, they take a lot from these spaghetti Westerns. So like the mysterious stranger shows up. It's paced very much like those movies as well. Those are not like high action movies, but when they kick into action, they're really good. But in, in between, they're very slow paced. And they have like these very interesting scores as well that show up every time like a character shows up and stuff like that. And same with the Mandalorian. The Mandalorian score 
also feels very much like it could be one of the spaghetti westerns. That's something uh, uh, something else I really love about the show. Um, so that's like one of the influences, spaghetti westerns. And I'm glad you've watched those. Um, the second one is uh, the samurai epics, right? So uh, Akira Kurosawa, uh, for anybody who's not familiar with it, it's like movies that came out in the 60s at, at, out of Japan. Uh, the One of the most famous ones is Seven Samurai. Mm. And, and all like film school nerds will tell you like, oh, you got to watch Seven Samurai. You got to go back and watch Akira Kurosawa. Everything we do right now is based on him. And, and to a certain degree, it is kind of true. Um, you, Akira Kurosawa, like with, uh, with Seven Samurai, you take like samurais that don't have uh, a master that have to come together to protect a village. But not, not all the samurais are good necessarily, but yeah. they come together for a common purpose. That's Suicide Squad that's uh guardians of the galaxy that's like so many like team up movies you've seen kind of originated there right so the the main one though that um uh that they take uh, inf- uh inspiration from is yojimbo uh which is basically a movie about a nameless samurai right so same mm-hmm. premise so once again uh whether yojimbo influenced uh the man with no trilogy the man with no name trilogy for sergio leone or not uh, I guess uh, I'm sure someone has looked into that, uh, but there's feel like there's a connection throughout this movie. So like a stranger yeah. shows up and carries out a mission, right? Um, where Seven Samurai um, uh, influence is very much in like a lot of the visuals and the, the fighting scenes, uh, but also like the team up. There's like the Mandalorian teams up with a bunch of people in every episode. So once again, comes back to those rich characters. He always picks one of those rich characters, does a team up with them. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad and has an adventure. And that's kind of it. Um, so the third one, I think this is the one that, that, uh, we had talked about in the, in the warmup is Lone Wolf and Cub. Uh, so this is one of the ones that I have been nerdy about forever, but haven't gotten around to, to actually digesting it, but I really want to do it. The reason is Lone Wolf and Cub is a manga created in Japan, um, that started off in the seventies and I think was being written for like 25 years. It's got. 28 vo- 28 volumes of the manga and if you if you add up all the pages in the volumes it's 8700 pages of reading uh, for the entire manga <laughs> so it is definitely an investment but the whole premise of it is it's a samurai that is uh, an, an assassin for the shogun the shogun betray him and kill his entire family except for his 1 year old son and he comes home oh, to find nice. this. He finds the one-year-old son, and then in one of them, like, and this I've only read because I haven't, I haven't like actually read the, the the manga yet. But it's like there's a scene in the in the in the manga where he gives the son a sword and a ball when he finds his whole family dead, and then he puts one on either side of the room, and if if the son crawls towards the sword, it means that he wants to go with his dad. And go off and 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 inflict vengeance on the person that killed his entire family. If the son goes to the ball, it means that he wants to go be with his mom, and the and the samurai needs to kill him so he can be with his mom in like the next world. And just the premise of it, I'm like, oh, dude, it's so like heart wrenching and like. It, so, I mean, that, it's, that's it's okay. I mean, it sounds like a regular Saturday to me. Uh, that's what we do at home. <laughs> Nothing special there. It sounds, Nothing sounds special. Like, to be fair, it sounds actually batshit crazy. <laughs> it does, man. Um, and then so then they go off in adventures, right? Um, they 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 go off and like take. It's kind of like kill. Like you can tell how it influenced Kill yeah. Bill, where like they basically take out each of the people that that assassinated the family is taken out by the the assassin over multiple chapters. Yeah. Um, and then until he finally gets to like the big bat. Right, uh, the, the the main guy, the Bill of this, and then uh, when he gets to the big bad, um, apparently the fight scene between them is written over a hundred and seventy eight pages, and it's all fight scene. I'm like, I, for, well, that might bore people to death. I am so excited to read that. Dude, you have no most, idea. <laughs> the most Japanese thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Let's, uh, you got nothing else to do. Here's hundred and eighty pages worth of a fight. Yeah. <laughs> get that in you <laughs> 178 pages bloody hell 
Like how, so, how, 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 I don't know, man. <laughs> is that an entire book? Is that spread over two or three books or volumes? I don't know. How, how long does that go for? It's, it's probably an entire volume, I reckon. Oh. I reckon that's probably like the last volume. Um, so yeah, it's serious, man. And, and I don't even know how big these books are. So yeah, it, it's an investment that you'd have to do over multiple years reading these books. But what the reason why I'm nerdy about those uh, as in regards to the Mandalorian is because yeah. the Mandalorian follows that same model of like, there's a Mandalorian, there's a child, he is feeling very close to the child as the show progresses and, and yeah. cares for the child. Um, and it's got and and it, he's trying to re, like basically return the child to its home, uh, to a certain degree. What that home is is still up in the air. Um, but I'm very curious if it eventually leads to like a big bad, right? It's like if there's a big bad at the end, what will be the resolution? Because in a lot of these like samurai epics, it's never like nice. <laughs> it's like it's never yeah. a good ending. It tends to be a really sad ending generally for the Ronin. The Ronin never ends victorious. He might accomplish his goal, but he might die along the way and stuff like that. So I'm yeah, still curious whether this was a massive personal cost to him. Exactly. Exactly. So that's why I'm curious to see if it follows the trajectory of this or not. So those are my five reasons why I'm nerdy about this. And I hope yeah. that you're inspired to watch it. No, 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 no. You know what I'll be doing tonight? I'll be watching that and I'll be thinking of you and I'll be like, okay, why is, I can see the influence. I can see why you like it. I can see, look, it's to be, to be fair. I think the, the, there's no one main reason in particular why I didn't go past the third episode. I think, I think maybe you can maybe argue that the pacing was a bit slow. I think that maybe why I gave up, well, I gave up, temporarily yep. gave up on it. Um, cause I, I was always planning on getting back, you know, and, and watching the rest of the series. But, um, I think, I think it's one of the things you said is, is, um, a plus to you, which was the, the whole state thing being low and, um, yeah. And, and, and that actually there's not much of importance that is massively going to change and influence the world or the universe around it. I think that that's something that I'm not used to. You know, you you got used to with the Marvel Universe, for example, that every single film there's this massive, um, uh, massive issue you've got to fix. There's there's this massive um, enemy you've got to fight, and then at the end of it all, there's there's Thanos that you got to go and kill uh, twice. Um, so I think the fact that you spend the entire episode trying to fix the the the, the, the spaceship is is somehow could be off-putting in a way. You know, and it was certainly for me when he's he's on that planet, and that suddenly he's like, "Oh, he's got to go and find something for the engine." I'm like, "Yeah, okay, cool." I know there's a light at the end of the tunnel somewhere. <laughs> you know, there's going to be something more interesting of, of value happening. Um, but I guess it's it's a matter of me reframing my mind in a way that yeah. I have to think, okay, this is not a movie. This is an entire series that's going to span over the you know eight episodes or ten episodes, and. Um, so you know it, it it could be just me trying to retrain myself and not having huge expectations in terms of of, of storytelling just yet i'm sure i'm sure it gets really good and as you get more characters introduced to you you'll you'll get to see who you want to die see die or, or live you know it's really interesting and uh, a good way of thinking about it actually is uh did you ever watch iron man 3 that is one of the Marvel movies with like the least stakes in it. It's like yes, Tony loses his armor, learns to be like human again, has this like kid psychic. It should not tie in. It didn't have massive implications for the overall Marvel universe at the Absolutely. end of the day. Yeah. Um, and uh, outside of that kid showing up in like Tony's death's funeral scene mm -hmm. and nobody knowing who that kid was. <laughs> um it didn't have big implications, but it was such a fun movie. It was it was actually a Christmas movie, which is bonkers. It's a Christmas movie. Think yeah. about it. But the, yeah. the, the implica I think the implications of that film, and for example, the kid you've mentioned, I think that's gonna yeah. pay off later because I think we'll they, they sort of hinted that a kid is gonna be in there again and is going to be an important character going forward. That could be. Oh. That could be. You know, he's. I think I caught again because I, I I'm your casual. Um, marvel fan right so there's things yeah. that i know uh, I've, I've spent a lot of time going in, you know getting into youtube and watching a bunch of fan-made videos of that character yeah. and that guy and what it means um my understanding of that kid is that he's meant to kind of take over um what iron man who, who iron man was he's supposed to be this genius also 
yeah but again it's marvel they can go any way they want with it they might have said they, this guy's gonna be having an important role in the next couple you know in the, in the next um phase and yeah. that might not be doing anything at all you know it might just be another side character who knows at this point yeah um but yeah well i can tell you one thing we're we're about to get a lot of Marvel stuff that's in the same vein as The Mandalorian, right? We're getting all the yeah. shows, and all the shows seem to be grounded, once again, in, in, in plots that don't progress the overall story. Because uh, we don't know what the next big bad is, right? It's, is it going to be yeah. Galactus? Is it going to be something related to, like, the Eternals? Like, don't know who that big bad is. But it's not going to matter in shows like She-Hulk, right? For anybody who doesn't know, like, She-Hulk is, like, the, the female Hulk counterpart. But she was a lawyer before becoming She-Hulk. So she continues to be a lawyer as She-Hulk. So it's going to be, like, 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 I don't know, like an episode out of like uh, uh, The Good Wife, right? Where it's like a case that has to that has to be solved. I'm like, and I'm so looking forward to that. Like, I want that level of storytelling. But I think, I think, I think Kevin Feige when they launched the Disney Plus and they, they said all the Marvel TV series would be on there, he did mention something that somehow worried me a little bit. He said that if you if you want to know, like, they won't impact what the story, the main storyline from the movies, but I, there are things they gonna they're going to be addressed in the tv series that if you've not watched it and you're gonna get to the movie you might not know what they're referring to so it's it's, oh fair which you know it it, part part of it's not going to impact the overall script or the overall story of the movie but they like there might be a mention of a character or something that you know a a catch-up phrase or something that might be dropped in the film that like only if you've watched falcon and winter soldier or um, was yeah. it when when the vision um, yeah one division that that if if you've not watched those you might not get you know the reference to that right. sentence or why he's doing why is he doing that um, right so I, and i don't know if that applies to the mandalorian really into like this if there's going to be yeah yes does it? yes there are some things that you will appreciate more if you've watched some other stuff um okay. like there's a big reveal in, this, in season two for sure that for some people it just went over like oh cool character who's that again <laughs> um and uh and and it didn't land as much so there's definitely fan service being paid off for All people right. going like oh wait that character from like the animated show showed up uh, but having said that even if you don't know who the character is, it actually makes you want to go explore that character. That's the way they've set it up. Where it's like, you, you they don't start having a, a conversation over stuff that you're like, what? wait, what? What happened? Like, no. Like, all, all of it still relates to the plot of The Mandalorian. Uh, it just happens to be this other character coming into the plot. And that's one of the things they're also doing, which that they've been very open about, that some of the side characters of The Mandalorian are going to get their own shows. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't know who that character is, the odds are that you're going to learn more about them very you quickly. At some point. Yeah, exactly. So th- that's the difference where it's like, it sounds like like Marvel might be taking from the movies and bringing down to show level. Yeah. Mandalorian is taking show level and like pushing out to other shows, maybe even pushing up to the movies. Who knows? Like at some point. Oh, we'll see. Um, that's, that's so interesting. Th- that's yet to be seen. But uh, but yeah, it's it's slightly taking like a different tack, but you'd still get it. Whereas with Marvel, I do feel there's an opportunity to not get it because they 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 get pretty nerdy pretty quickly. Yes, that, that's a, yeah, fair, that's very true. That yeah. is very true. It's um, it's Easter egg heavy, but it's Easter egg heavy. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. Um, okay, it's cool. Once you get on YouTube and you get you get to watch those Easter egg videos, I think that's when you go. Ah, yeah, it's amazing. Exactly. Look at, the, look at the clock behind him. It's the same clock. Yeah, the, yeah I love that. I love that. The show. nerdy hat comes on and stays on for a while, man. Unless that happens. Yeah, you know how many times I showed those videos to Ellie and she went, uh. <laughs> or like, oh yeah, it's cool. <laughs> ah. Right, I think uh, I think that does it for this week. For this that episode, does it. Right? Um, this is the thank way. Thank you very much for. Thank you. <laughs> this is the way. Stop it. Um, thanks for I... walking me through your understanding and 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 you know your views on the Mandalorian. And now definitely will have to go and watch. And I hope everyone's listening uh, or watching this on YouTube will have the same uh, the same urge to go and subscribe to Disney Plus or download somewhere. I don't know. You know, you do what you got to do. Um, and 
end up watching The Mandalorian. That's, it sounds like a cool show. I, again, me, I watched the first two or three episodes and I need to go past that that wall and then hopefully I'll join you onto the the right, the dark side of the... the well, yeah. The side the, the, the dark side with the, the dark lightsaber. That's a yeah, thing. Cool. <laughs> uh, right, so, yeah. I, I, I have spoken. Cool. You have spoken. <laughs> Anyways, thank you very much, everyone, for listening, and uh, for and also to everyone who's subscribed either on where are we now on Podbeans, on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts, on Amazon Podcasts, which we are now on, uh, and on Spotify. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We've had some good feedbacks. We've got some comments on YouTube, um, some to which we have Ooh. replied. Or when I say we, I mean I have replied because I've seen them today. Uh, so thanks to everyone who's uh, been listening to this be nice to us in the comment sections if you're star wars fans because i know you guys are very dedicated to your universe yes uh if we say something stupid make sure you comment (laughs) that would be lovely to see where we where we messed up actually i'm actually willing to learn and interested in learning into um you know that more into the in, in the world of star wars it's i think it's 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 amazing and there's always something to learn right um i think that's it so from me tom thank you very much yeah and for me jc uh may the nerdy force be with you take care all right (laughs) bye-bye bye